Hello, this is Angelique from the Gaston County Public Library, and you're listening to We're Booked Up, a segment of the Gaston Speaks podcast where an I, Kendall, and Andrew discuss books. For this episode, we're doing something a little special. If you listen to some of the other segments of the Gaston Speaks podcast, you might be aware that Andrew really, really likes award shows. So we're going to do a bit of a crossover episode. <laughs> we're going to award the books we've read based on random categories we've made up. It's very scientific and well-organized. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but first, do either of you have any plans to read or watch anything special this summer? Something you may be looking forward to? Oh, I am going to finally catch up with that Ozark show that everyone <gasps> loves. Oh, please tell me how that is. I, I will. Yeah, I'm interested. And then, um, I, so Emmy season's coming up, so be on the lookout for those podcasts. So I'm kind of trying to catch up on a lot of different, like some of these really big ones that people have talked about. So that's kind of my goal is, is there's some interesting new ones. There's one called Yellow Jackets mm-hmm. uh, that looks interesting. Um, Hack Season 2 just came out. Girls 5 Eva Season 2 just came out. Because this is the kind of year where a lot of those big contenders are coming out right at the end so that they're they're more fresh on voters' minds. So I'm catching up with all of those. By the way, these are the Votist Awards, the first <laughs> annual Votist Awards. Votist Awards. For those of you who, uh, who, who know our inside jokes. Yeah. From the um – nominations podcast yes yes they got voted yeah are you gonna read anything book club books and that's probably all i'm gonna get through because it's summer reading what's your next book club uh, the next one's called it's chris kristen kirsten or kristen harmel it's called um the book of lost names i think it's a world war ii does it Does what? it have a girl on the cover yeah. looking into the distance? <laughs> yes, yes. I saw a funny TikTok and sent it to Angelique, yeah. and it's like if it's a World War II novel, there's going to be a girl on the front looking away, like just the back of her head. Oh, yes. She yes. doesn't get a face, and she's probably looking at a plane in the distance. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to read one called Untamed. In, uh, yeah. <gasps> By Glennon Doyle? Yeah, so I, I like that one. Okay, I think You're that not going to, be... but I liked it. <laughs> really? I thought it looked like something I would enjoy. I guess I don't know your nonfiction tastes. I don't have a nonfiction taste. I don't read a lot of nonfiction, so I gave it four out of five stars. Okay. Let's. Okay. I might have given it five stars for me. There are some things about it that felt a little preachy because you know how we feel about message books. Yeah. But there are a lot of things in there that hit home, and I was like, "Dang." Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's cool. I'm, now I'm interested. So you're gonna unleash your inner female power there. <laughs> Hear her roar. On, yes, <laughs> hey, you know what? That, that, that doesn't bother me. So. so, but yeah, no, I do. I do like Glenn, Glennon Doyle. I That's follow awesome. her and stuff. Okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So for me, um, I have a list of books that I brought that I would read and we can discuss that because I know it's a question at the end. Uh, but I'm not going to read it because I'm going to have a newborn <laughs> and I'd love to tell you that I'm the kind of mom that's like, Oh, my child's sleeping. I'm just going to curl up with my newborn and read a book. Cause my sister's that way. And she did it. And I don't know how my neighbors that way. I don't know how I try to unlock my house with my key car. Okay. My car key fob. Like I am not <laughs> the person who can function well enough to read a book i watched um gilmore girls a year in the life after why it was born because it came out that same week yeah yeah yeah. their entire segments of that tv show i have no idea where it came from like there's a movie with kirk and his pig no clue i don't Uh, remember it. i didn't remember i watched it again like a year later i was like is this a difference (laughs) it's kind of like that a description in the book that was very different than the same description in the other book 
<laughs> Kendall Pre- uh, pre and post baby just, just is not the same person. It's all good. Pregnancy brain's real. It's real. So I do have a list of books that I'll go over at the end. But what I'm going to watch on maternity leave and probably have to watch again is Stranger Things season four oh, yes. is coming out. That's exciting. The day before she's born. You know, my brother-in-law went to school, high school with the Duffer Brothers. They're from Durham, North Carolina. Very cool. Yeah, and my they still send um the her, their mom a Christmas card every year. She was good friends with Eric's mom, so that's kind of cool. That's just a cool North Carolina collection. So so support your uh, NC brethren and and watch Stranger Things. Plus, it's a good show. I just said you don't have to edit that out. <laughs> it's a really good show. There you go. You have your your segment. Yes. yes. I'll just um, put a beep in. Oh my gosh, that'd Please be Please put a beep so in. That'd be funny. Because no one's going to know that it's really not that bad. <laughs> I anyway, like that. I love it. Please don't make it a beep. Please make it you saying the word beep. <laughs> beep. Or no, I'll just dub in my own voice saying darn. <laughs> I had a friend who that Lance Morissette song, and there's that one part, and she goes, bad word. <laughs> Uh, 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 yeah, because that's what her mom used to do. Uh, with so that, like when it came on, so that she wouldn't hear the bad words, she'd just say bad word. Bad you word. just do bad word. That's it's a bad word word. series. I love it. And the other one I'm gonna watch is the new Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah, that looks cool. But that's what I'm gonna watch. Awesome. Go for it, Angelique. What you gonna do? Um. Well, there's a new book and a series I like coming out next week, so I'll probably read that at some point. Awesome. Um. I will watch random television shows as they. As I become aware of them, probably. I don't have any solid plans. Um, I don't know any movies that are coming out over the summer either. Cause all of the Marvel stuff yeah, is coming out. I'm not a summer movie person. I wait till the fall when all the, like, the dark stuff comes out. <laughs> all the like, Oscar <laughs> stuff comes out. Because I'm not going to see Top Gun, <laughs> the, the sequel in theater. It's just not, not going to happen. I'm not going to see it in theaters, but I'll probably watch it. I'll watch it, yeah. yeah. When we get it here, it's on a streaming service or something. I mean, Tom Cruise is a coconut, but he <laughs> makes fun movies. <laughs> I just, th- none of the ones that I saw that are, that are coming out are like ones I'm going to be like, I'm rushing to. The-. Now, my mother will be rushing to the theater next, I think next week for the new Downton Abbey movie. <laughs> it's making, it's becoming a movie. Yeah, the second movie. This is a sequel to the first movie. There's a <laughs> Downton Abbey movie. <laughs> yeah. That's just a whole, it's a, it's a historical. Yeah. It's, she, she just loves it. She loved the series and the movie. The first movie wasn't great, but if you love all the characters, it's fun to watch. So she really, really enjoyed it. Even I like, cause I had watched some of the seasons and then kind of stopped. Um, but even I kind of enjoyed. I was like, because it was it was fun. It was know. probably well made. I'm not it was saying very it's well not made. a good yeah. show. I good, just, act, good cast, but yeah, it's it's not your. It's not my cup of yeah. It's not my cup of tea. Right. All, All right. right. So first, I'm going to remind everybody of the books we've read this season of We're Booked Up. Yes. So the first book we read was The Noise by James Patterson and J.D. Barker. The second book was All Systems Read by Martha Wells. The third was The Santa Suit by Mary Kay Andrews. Followed by The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. <laughs> and then Bringing Down the Duke by uh, Evie Dunmore. And then The Guest List by... Lucy Foley. Lucy Foley. And then The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Clune. And uh, do you think I should tell them the categories beforehand? Or just no, go and no, just let's dive just go. In. All right. So the first category is the best category. I probably should have saved it for last now that I think about it. We can do let's it do last. It. Just, go to, right. just go to the second one. All right, so the first category now is um, favorite character, and we'll start with Kendall. So my favorite character was, I felt like there should be a drum roll, but there's, we can't do that every time. That would be so obnoxious, but it was the first one. (laughs) I'm sorry. My um, 
do you want my honorable mention or my yeah. favorite character yeah. first? Do honorable mention yeah. first. Honorable okay, mention. honorable mention was Dr. Mensa from All Systems Red. I just thought she was so cool and I want to be her. Mm-hmm. And she was just well written and I'm I'm a big fan. But my absolute favorite character made me laugh and you know that's like key for me was Talia from House in this Cerulean Sea. Yep. Yep. Loved her too. She was one of my honorable mentions. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Solid choice. Yeah. How about you, Andrew? Okay, so my honorable mention was was Talia. Nice. I also liked um, uh, Phoebe from yes. uh, the the uh, what was it the Santa suit. Um, that was a book that we talked about where it's probably not the like best written book, but it it was just a perfect Christmas book. And Phoebe was just a rock star. I liked her. Um, and then my I actually kind of had a tie, and it's interesting because uh, so one of my top two was Dr. Mensa. I just really I thought she was just so awesome. And then my favorite was Lucy from House and Cerulean Sea <laughs> for the same reason that you love Talia. I found that kid hilarious. Mm-hmm. But those those were my uh, top three choices. So cool, cool, cool. So my honorable mention is uh, Lucy from the House in the Cerulean Sea. Uh-huh. And probably Dr. Mensa as well, because I just love her. But my favorite character is going to sound a little narcissistic because it's Murderbot. <laughs> um, not surprised. My no. favorite character I'd want to meet in real life is Murderbot, because I know it's you, Angelique. Oh, so you have met. You have I know. Met I, I, like, you're real to me. Yeah. You're real. We all, I, Murderbot would be my number four, just so yeah. you know. I loved Murderbot. He was cool. He was cool. Murderbot so. is a good character. Yeah. All right. Next category. Most hated character. Mm. We'll go with Andrew this time. Okay. okay go for it, um, Andrew. So I just wrote all of the characters in the noise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it, uh, were in every book there were characters I didn't like, but I just hated that book so much. And a lot of it was because the characters were so not well done. And I put particularly Dr. Chan, but I told you why. Mostly because she was poorly written by two men who could not write good female characters. Boom. And that was her character was just so poorly written. I'm not blaming Dr. Ch- like I think it's great that we have strong female characters, but this was not a well-written character, and she was the worst of the worst in the worst book ever written, <laughs> ever <laughs> terrible. No, but uh, that was my... And so, and then I was looking through, I was like, some of the other characters, I'm like, yeah, I didn't really like them, and all oh, they were kind of annoying, but it's just, I just kept going back to Dr. Chan. And then, and then you can just list the rest of the characters as two through 20 of the noise for my worst, so... What about you, Kendall? Yep. So my honorable mention for least favorite character wasn't necessarily because he was written poorly, but just because he got on my nerves. And sometimes I felt like she leaned a little bit on the tropes was Jono. So oh, honorable yeah, mention yeah. for Jono. But least favorite character of everyone we read, no surprise, Dr. Chan. She was horrible. horrible. I just can't get over like the part that she's supposed to be this like well-trained person who can follow orders and keep secrets because she's done military projects before she's earned all these top security clearances and she cannot follow orders. (laughs) And it wasn't that halfway through the book she started veering, which would have been fine for me. It was immediately. Right. It was like, okay, guys, we're going to be sitting down and reviewing these like documents. And she's like trying to ask questions around the document. She, they're like, okay, go, we're, we're not going to jump out of the helicopter. And she's like, Pshew! yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's oh. go. I just, uh, yeah, she, we, was, she, she was the worst. The worst. And short. <laughs> and that was a big plot point for no reason at all other than she was short. No. What about you, uh, Anjali? What was your 
Okay, so my most hated characters are also noise characters. My <laughs> most hated is Lieutenant Colonel Fraser from uh, yeah, the noise. Yeah, I did, did not like yeah, him. You he's didn't just, like him. Yeah, he's just the kind of character I'm tired of. Couldn't even redeem himself by dying. I just did not. <laughs> Aww. Didn't That's like true. him. Uh, <laughs> he's just that uh, male military hero who can do no wrong, who's just so perfect in some way. I just don't. I don't like him. I don't like him. All right. Next category. <laughs> um, book most likely to be made into a movie or a series. Uh, what about you, Isaac? What's yours? Yeah. You go first. You go first. So I think it would be The Noise, honestly, because as much as I disliked it, I could definitely see some studio pick it up and make it into a miniseries as like a zombie-esque apocalypse movie kind mm-hmm. of deal, but that's new. I just did air quotes and... I've, I've I've ruined us. We just make hand signals that nobody can say. Um, yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, it's James Patterson. It's yeah. like a grim dark horror, which is big now, it is. and it's a perfect vehicle for like some up and coming like actor or actress to make a name for themselves. So, what about mm-hmm. you, Kendall? Um, so I kind of, I kind of took this in two different ways. Okay. So the question you asked is most likely to become a movie, and I feel like it would probably be the noise as well because I think it's something that could be made inexpensively and something that could be a big, like, draw. Um, which movie would I want to see as a movie? I kind of had a tie. I had a tie between The Guest List and The Midnight Library mm. because I just think both of those would be so fun to watch. And so – Especially with the Midnight Library, I'm watching Moon Knight right now on mm-hmm. Disney Plus, and I'm watching Oscar Isaac. I mean, this is no like spoiler alert, but like uh, he go through the different personalities in one person, and it's like just so incredible to watch that I can see someone like uh, the actress who is in Orphan Black, who also played Tatiana Maslany. Yes. yes. Okay. She is, or that kind of actor, could very easily do the Midnight Library where she's slipping into these different personalities where it's the same person but slightly different because she's had different life experiences. And I just think that'd be so fun to watch. And the Lucy Foley guest list, I think it would be a fun thriller. That's what I picked. I picked the guest list. And uh, and one of the reasons, really the reason I did is because it's already a Reese Witherspoon book club book. And she has that, you know, she's, she's kind of stepped back from it, but there's that production company that she started and is still, I think, a part of mm-hmm. um, that really focuses on uh, books by female writers. You know, she did Big Little Lies and this kind of, this feels like another Big Little Lies. Like I could see HBO producing this as a miniseries yeah. um, and, and, and casting it the way they cast their miniseries with all these just powerful actors um and i think you're right with both midnight library and guest list they're very visual films or they're very visual books they're books where they really try to like you could see it as you're reading it in my opinion i could see those shots uh, uh, of what i was reading so yeah but i, I picked the guest list as well just because i think i think reese and her team are gonna, gonna pick it up and run with park. it I think that the guest list could also work well, too, because some of the stuff that we didn't enjoy in the book when it was talking about the savagery and the garishness of the animalistic behaviors, I feel like could be really well done Mm -hmm. and easily and far more subtly done in a film adaption. Mm -hmm. So I'm good with that, too. Yeah. Yes. What's our next one? What's our next one? Our next question is our favorite We're Booked Up episode that we did. 
Angelique, you go first for this one. All right. So I liked uh, the one we did for Bringing Down the Duke. I had a lot of fun with that one. Me too. <laughs> I, I wasn't like a huge fan of the book, but I had fun recording about how much I wasn't a huge fan of the book with y'all. So... What about you? Well, let me spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay, so my honorable mention was the Santa suit because Mary Kay Andrews has the best small time characters. Yes. They were so easy to talk about. Like, I want to know what's going on with Randy and his baby mama. <laughs> like, so bad. But my favorite episode that upon listening to, I thought was the most engaging where we talked a lot about plot, but then we were also good about conversing back and forth. Like, if we were going to submit uh, an episode to something. For an Audi. There's some Audi Awards or whatever. Audi. I think there's a podcast award. If we yes. were going to submit to the Audi, <laughs> it would be the Bringing Down the Duke episode. Like, that's the one I think that was, it was just so fun to record. Well, see, my favorite was the Santa suit because mm-hmm. I think we laughed the most in the Santa suit when we, we recast as Gilmore Girls. <laughs> And then we thought the guy was gonna die on the bench, and then and then all the like baby mama drama and like it was just that one was so much fun. But then at the end we talked about our families, talked about what we we're gonna do for the holidays, and I love the holidays. And this one was a rough one, and that was just fun to do, and it kind of made it get me in the spirit, you know. So uh, I was a big fan of the Santa suit. That was my favorite. So your runner up is my favorite, which is great. Well, Santa suit is really sweet. Yeah, it was a sweet one. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. it. So what's your what's our what's our next oh what was your favorite oh you said yeah my lord I'm yeah I'm tired what is what is our next category next, our next category. category is favorite scene let's see Andrew you can go first my favorite scene is um at the end of the murder bot of the uh, all systems red the you're my favorite human was my favorite scene that is a good scene I just I just that was one of those things where they could have kept him. So robotic and so, but you realize that as he's kind of busting, you know, because this is a series, and so you realize there's more to it, but as he's kind of unlearning his systems and kind of going off on his own, that was the first moment where you realize that there's humanity. And um, and his favorite human was Dr. Mensa, who was one of my favorite characters, my tied mm. favorite character. So that was my favorite. Um, and it was just a brief, quick, like, line, and, and he was gone, but it, it was one of the most effective paragraphs um, of, all, of all these books that we've read. So. It wasn't overdone at all. No. No, like, it's perfect. I like it. What about you, Angelique? What's your favorite scene? Um, so it's kind of like a tie. Um, the they're both from the house in the Cerulean Sea, though. So the the first adventure in the woods where they're willing to sacrifice Linus. Yeah, I really like that. That was scene. a good one. Yes, yes. But I also like the scene where. Linus, Lucy, and Talia are in the record store, mm-hmm. and Lucy disappears from Linus's sight, and he has to go find him, and he ends up breaking down a door to get to Lucy. <gasps> yeah. Right. yeah, I like that scene, yeah. especially when he breaks down the door and Lucy's just handled it already. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like thrown up against the wall, yeah. and unconscious. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was a good scene. Yeah. What about you, Kendall? Okay, so um, I also included a least favorite scene. That you didn't ask about, but I'm going to share anyway. Is it mounting? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> because even that was <laughs> more favorable in its horribleness to when they dropped the nuke on the zombie horde and the little sister ascended into the cloud <laughs> in oh, a God, yes. religious <laughs> deity-like fashion. Uh, that was bad. Yeah, that was bad. Ugh. That is the most unaffecting child death in a book I've ever read. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> did not. I didn't feel like <laughs> Did not care about it. I did it, it again. <laughs> Darn thing. Bad word. Bad word. I'm leaving thing. it at this point. This yeah, is whatever. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I didn't feel a thing for that kid. Yeah. He was a demon child. I was mm-hmm. hoping she would die. <laughs> wow. 
I wanted but, all of them to die. I didn't remember the end of it. She didn't even really die. No, she, she became. It was like an a, like an ascension into a larger collective. So being the cool. one character I cared about in that book was the dog. Ah. <laughs> I forgot that and it was likely the dog. because he was barely in it. Yeah, but also we like animals better than yeah. humans. Yeah, those yeah. particular humans anyway. Yeah, but definitely those yeah. humans. Yeah, I didn't hate Tenant in that one. Yeah, that, yeah, she, she was, was my okay. redeeming. She probably was that one Harbin. I liked Harbin. I liked Harbin. Okay, yeah, so too. those two did not end up on my list. <laughs> but the rest of them did. <laughs> when I go back and remember the noise, I'm just gonna make Doctor Chan Harbin's personality, but as Doctor Chan. There you go. Like there I think that would just fix I everything. Like okay, cool. but my actual favorite scene was also a tie, also between the scene and the house in the cerulean sea during the first expedition yeah. into the woods and um i love that they were going to sacrifice linus <laughs> to be eaten first like that just you know there's there 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 there's the story about penguins when they're all like trying to find out if there's a sea lion in the water they'll just push the first one in yeah yeah and they were like thank you for your sacrifice linus push that right, <laughs> see right. if there's a sea lion in there in that water so i um but the other one that i just ah, when i think about it makes me giggle is that um phoebe catfished her boyfriend <laughs> in the santa suit and i think that's just the most and did beautiful- he catfish her yes yes the double catfishing i just but i just i loved it so much because yeah, here's yeah. this sweet little girl who also can build a chicken coop but you know what she's gonna catfish someone <laughs> and it's okay well what made that work was that there were these two people who were both so shy about their own insecurities that they mm-hmm. catfished each other and then realized that they were the perfect people for each other right and that's cool like that because we know how those stories often end and so that was they made it they made it less like creepy. They did, but it was they, Mary Kate Andrew. Mary Kate Andrew. It was the scene where she's revealing yeah, to yeah. the main character that she catfished him. And I wasn't expecting it. And I thought it was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was anyway. a good one. It was a good one. So those are my ties for my favorite scenes. All right. Did you do yours? Yeah, Mark, uh, uh, you're my favorite hero. Oh, that's right. Yes. You were first. It was beautiful. And it was. I know. We always cry. Uh, okay. It's kind of about one. you too. <laughs> All right. The next one is favorite author. Kindle, you go. Sure. Um, okay. So my honorable mention was TJ Clune. The reason he didn't get it for me is because he had a ton of repeating metaphors and that kind of annoyed me, but he was in, he was the most engaging author the entire time. So he had a book that I couldn't speed read that I wanted to continue to read. Right. So, I still recommend T.J. Klune highly. But the person I think I actually liked the best was Matt Haig. Felt like he had solid writing. It was quick. It was easy. It There was just enough description. It wasn't too verbose. Um, even if it had kind of a slow start, the slow start was necessary structurally to the story. I, I, would, I, I would say Matt Haig was probably my favorite. I liked Matt Haig's creativity. Mm-hmm. I, I think... And I went back and I'm like, I did like that book. I didn't dislike it. I just said, I think we've talked about that in podcast. My biggest problem with it was after like three times, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's just me. That was just, and it's not his fault. It, it, and every world was different. And he tried, he was very creative. So I do give him really props for being, incre- I could never have come up with all those different things and all those different storylines. Um, my favorite was TJ Clune. I just, that, I just, again, I, I think you're right. I think the creativity, the world building, um, and I also loved Martha Wells. Martha, Martha Wells. Wells, yeah. She was solid. Um, she was really good. Uh, she did a lot with very little, and I respect that. I respect that. Whereas I really, my, I really loved the 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 style of T.J. Clune more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Matt Haig would be my third, even though 
Midnight Library may not be my third book, but you're right. He um, he's clearly a very talented um, writer, and and I would I actually would be interested to read some of his other stuff because um, he, he intrigued me enough to want to read some of his other stuff. So yeah, what you Angelique? Um, my runner up was T.J. Klune. Because I just like, I think he's funny. He does yeah. funny he well. He does, does do funny, funny well. Like, it his wasn't characters are worse. Nice. Yeah. No. No, I like no, his no. characters. But of course, my favorite was Martha Wells. I think Sorry. she does uh, like humor and humanity well. Yeah. Like she's created this kind of really dark world that's run by like all these corporations, but she still has these people in it that are very human and positive. And I like that. And I, I just really like her characters. And she, even though the books, most of the books in the series are short. I don't feel that they're lacking anything, no. but I still want more. Yeah. yeah. So again, she 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 does what in a hundred pages what you know James Patterson four hundred pages never even got to. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying yeah. with with a similar type of, yeah. of genre of apocalyptic type stuff. So so uh, yeah no like I said she was my runner up. Uh, I I really respected um, what she did with that book and and. Um, I wish that she and I. So it's funny because we were doing grad school papers. I was like the T.J. Clune where there was too much. <laughs> it was for, and she was it, she was Martha Wells. And combined, we got a lot of A's. Yeah, like on group projects. Yeah. So so I wouldn't say T.J. Clune was too much. Like he was. It no. was it was a lot, but it was like all necessary, like in there. I don't know some of I those would... speeches about how Linus should feel emotions and stuff were kind of like I said. I would zone a little, out. Yeah, a little yeah, too much yeah. sometimes. But yeah. So he just needs Martha Wells to edit. Yeah. And then he actually, the that's book. a should write a book together. <laughs> oh my gosh. That'd be good, actually. So I would probably really love that book because Martha Wells, for me, my big thing is for she she plays in the themes that I love, which I do love, like, what is humanity? Yeah. At what point do you become human? And what point is a human no longer right. You know, exercising their humanity? Right. Like, those are beautiful themes that she really captures. But she writes in a genre that I have a hard time with, mm. which is probably why I lean more towards Matt Haig, right. who writes in my genre. So I was even thinking if Martha Wells wrote in my genre, she would probably be yeah. my number one. She's good. So She's now. solid. Okay, we'll do it one more time. So now. Drum roll. <laughs> Drum roll. For favorite book out of all the books that we've read. I feel like it's kind of. Since we've gone over it, <laughs> maybe so obvious for some. Um, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. We will. We'll start with Andrew. My favorite was uh, House in the Cerulean Sea. Um, it was my favorite author and my favorite characters. Um, my two runners up were All Systems Red, and then again, I did love the Santa Suit because when we when we read it, how we read it, it was the perfect type of book for that kind of that time of year. And I do give Mary Kay Andrews because my mom reads her books, and most of them are three hundred pages. So I know that she's capable of more characterization and fleshing out those things. She didn't try to do that. She just wrote a book that was just a perfect Christmas novel. And he didn't die on the bench, and that and, yeah. and that was a good thing. No, but my favorite so was um, House in Cerulean Sea. It was the one I gave, I think, the highest rating to, and it's the one. And it's not just because it was the freshest, because I think sometimes that happens. Mm, yeah. No, but in the end, it ended up being the one that um, that I I would definitely recommend and go back to. So, but I would recommend all three of those, depending on your genre, depending on the time of the year, um, because because I think they're all worth worth a read. So. Yup. What about you, Angelique? Um, favorite book was, of course, All Systems Red. I've read it the most. Um, <laughs> second favorite, I guess, would, of course, be House in the Cerulean Sea. But I feel like I should mention another book I liked. Um, <laughs> I liked, I liked The Midnight Library. I liked the concept of it. There were certain things I didn't like about it. But I think it was a good book, and I think people should read it. Um, and I liked The Santa Suit. It was a good book for its time, too. 
Yeah. That you can. That's so true. my runners up would have been All Systems Red and um, the Midnight Library. Mm-hmm. But I actually gave my favorite to House in the Cerulean Sea. I felt like it had the most components come together. So like the things that I didn't like about were e- about it were easily forgiven. Yeah. But the characters, the plot, the way it moved, the writing, it was all beautiful. I think it's a great story for um, people who aren't into fantasy. Yes, I do yes. not understand high fantasy Me concepts. Me they go over my head. It's just not my jam. But I was easily, easily able to enjoy, love these characters. Fantasy slight. You know, it's like it's like yeah. just enough fantasy that that it's not the real world, but not so much. Yeah, I'm with you. I struggle through some of those like but high concept stuff. I just can't. This was very it was a very humanized fantasy, a very realistic fantasy. I could see it. You know, in, in the way that it was it was done. I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, I agree with you. Allegorical. That's allegorical. Ooh. I'm My like, English well, majors <laughs> coming through. <laughs> My country. I could say it's a good book. And she's like, allegorical. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yay. Kendall and I really are. Uh, we, we do have very similar personalities. So I think it's interesting we come up with the same book. Uh, yep. 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 But yep. that's great. I, I, this has been fun, by the way. We, right. I've enjoyed this series. I can't wait for it to come back. And even though we read The Noise, um, and you're going to make me read uh-huh. another yep. James Patterson, J.D. Barker book, um, I have read things that I would never, I would have never read, All Systems Read, House in mm-hmm. Cerulean Sea, or Santa Suit, yeah, um, or Midnight know. Library, and all four of them I would recommend, and um, I think that's the cool thing about this podcast. I would recommend a book club for the same reason. Challenge yourself and read something you may, you may not have read, and you may find something that you really love. And that's what I did. But that's why I think I liked House in Cerulean Seas. My sister gave it to me for Christmas, but I was like, I'm never going to get to it. <laughs> it's just, it's in a pile. It's just not my genre. It was going to look good on your bookshelf <laughs> right. when people came pretty over. Pretty cover, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I, got, I finally was, was forced to do it. And um, it ended up being definitely one of my favorite books of, of the year uh, for me so far. So, so yay. This cool. is exciting. Cool. Have we gone over all of our book recommendations? Do you have any more? Oh, no, I've got my list. Okay. For my book. I ha- yeah, I have two. I all have right. Two. All right, cool. Because it was a separate category. So... So our last question is, of course, what are your book recommendations for the year? And they don't have to be um, a W, a We're Booked Up book. Um, and and who would you recommend them for if you had? Yeah. I, have, I have two, and I'm recommending them for summer because I think that we need some summer reads, but they're not light. They're not so light and beachy. Mm-hmm. One is Malibu Rising, which I talked about I really, really liked. Yeah. I like Taylor Jenkins' read. And if you like her, that book, you, uh, she has a new one called Carrie Soto is Back that's coming out in the summer, which is actually kind of an offshoot of one of the characters in the book. And apparently all of her novels kind of connect back to, oh, I hit the thing, connect back to Malibu. Um, what I like about it, it's very summer, it's very beachy, but there's a lot of humanity and there's a lot of characters. And I like the way that builds. And there's a lot of going back and forth between different generations and how it kind of builds to today. The other one I recommend, I finally finished after four and a half years. Um, it's called Less by Andrew Sean Greer. <laughs> it's about, about an author named Andrew Less. And no, it's not just because his name's my name. Um, but it's about, he, he decides he's kind of, uh, he had one hit novel. He's running out of money. He decides to go on this kind of whirlwind tour across uh, the whole world. And it's not really a traditional summer read, but there's enough humanity. There's enough death that, that it, it, death, that sounded bad. Depth. depth. <laughs> there's enough death. There's, there's no death. There's, well, maybe. But if, um, that, that it, but it, the travel part is very interesting, um, and it won the Pulitzer Prize. And it was a, it was a shocking Pulitzer Prize. It does not read like a Pulitzer Prize winner, but it reads better than most Pulitzer Prize winners. I mean, most of them are like, oh, really? God, yeah. It's it's actually a really good book. I would recommend uh, uh, those two for the summer. Where if you want something that's a feel summery, but it's not like so that it's not like 
zombie like you're just eating your brain because it's, it's dumb. not heavy themes it's not heavy theme and it's not so light that it that you forget it the second you're done with it yeah i really both those books have lingered with me um, but i do think that they'd be good summer reads so those are my two and they're both now well i, I gotta bring less back but they're both now on staff picks have you um, had it for four years yes <laughs> it is totally lost <laughs> Like no getting around. No, seriously, it. I lost it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and had, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I know, but it's finally bad. We had other copies. Don't judge me. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, Kendall. What? I got a long. It's gonna be a minute. All right, you're good. good? Okay, yeah, we're good. So, of the we're booked up books that we've talked about, and/or books that I've mentioned already on the podcast that I would recommend to other people, the very first one would be *House in the Cerulean Sea*. I think it's perfect for the summer reading theme, *Oceans of Possibility*, mm-hmm. especially if you're not into reading this, like trying something new. Like I think this is a great book to do that. Um, I would highly recommend *The Midnight Library* to anyone who likes contemporary fiction and/or with a touch of, um, I guess, magical realism. It doesn't feel like witchy magical, but right. it is definitely in the speculative fiction. Speculative. Look at that callback from episode <laughs> one. Um, if you like romance, I would say um, Seven Days in June. It's not in the Bodice Ripper, Page Turner kind of romance, but it's 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 definitely a romance novel, but I really liked it. and. It made me laugh, so yeah. go for that one. <laughs> um, if you really like mysteries, I super loved The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle by Stuart Tartan. Stuart Tartan? Tartan? Uh, I a lot so about that one. It is so yeah. good. The mystery is solid. Um, it's long, and you're really confused at first, but it all comes together and works out. And I think, and then um, Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, I really loved. So those are the ones that I mentioned on the podcast. When I thought about like books I was going to read over the summer, normally I do YA because it's easy and light and I can forget about it. So I was going to try and pick it back up. Well, I'm not going to be reading anything this summer. But if I were. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. If I weren't <laughs> about to pop, I would read Nicola Yoon. Um, even though I don't really love the romance genre, I do love a good YA romance. Like there's love stories are just so sweet and cute. Um, nonfiction, uh, Brene Brown, Atlas of the Heart. Yeah. I love me some Brene Brown. Awesome. We don't talk a lot about nonfiction on here. You should do a nonfiction book yeah. next year. Totally agree. Just something cool. But yeah, she has a very scientific way of looking at emotions that I just, I like the way she breaks it down and makes it like palatable and easy to discuss. Um, it's something that I could see being at a staff development day presentation that you two would be allergic to, but I would eat <laughs> up with a spoon. <laughs> Uh, TikTok keeps telling me that I need to read Colleen Hoover. She did like Ugly Love and it ends with us. Suddenly exploded. Verity. Yeah. Verity, which was published like 10 years ago, is all of a sudden like the biggest book. It has so many holds. I, so I guess she's just, she got on the social media and got, got her name out there. So yeah, try Colleen Hoover. She's popular. It's TikTok. Um, a book I wanted to read but haven't read yet. I want to read Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Yeah. Loved yeah. The Martian. Um, and then the last book, the one that I probably would be most likely to actually read, uh, it's been described as a book that's similar to Where the Crawdads Sing, which we, <laughs> those of us in this room know that it was only okay for me. <laughs> and we can discuss it at some time if you want. 
but the girls in the stilt house by kelly mustian she is actually um a north carolina author she's friends with my sister i met her like 10 years ago that's cool um when i was covering tenley's maternity leave for my sweet sweet maggie my niece um and i met her you know through where Tenley worked and she's lovely and funny and I had no idea she writes and then here she's putting out a book and all the people who I know who have read it have given it five stars and it's like it's set in Mississippi but she's it's still like a southern right still feels local but yeah anyway that's cool that is my super long list (laughs) thanks for bearing with me (laughs) well um I just want to say I I think I said it earlier but this has been such a fun project for us here does Angelique not to give her? I thought she had already given hers. No. Oh, I'm so sorry. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even register. This is the third time that one of us has forgotten that <laughs> the other one has spoken. So, like, we're just tired, apparently. We don't listen to each other because we share the same office and um, we've just stopped. <laughs> we just look at each other and we're like, yeah. Yeah, like whatever it is, we just know. Mm, we just, much. yeah. What are your recommendations? <laughs> Jeez, help me. Sorry. So I don't have that many. Of course, I would recommend Murderbot Diaries, like the whole series by Martha Wells. I would recommend The House in the Cerulean Sea. But for books that we did not read for this uh, little series, um, I read a book last year called The Goblin Emperor, and I really like it. It's high fantasy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So y'all won't like it. No, but... But but people (laughs) who like high fantasy and like kind of political intrigue slice of life Mm. fiction will Mm -hmm. probably like it. I think it's really good. See, that part I would like. The political intrigue slice. Yeah, of life. I, I would love that, but I, I would have trouble with the rest of it. I just stopped paying attention. It's <laughs> <laughs> a political intrigue. I'm like, oh, look, there's a table. Over there. <laughs> um, also, uh, like I said, I'm waiting for a book that's coming out next week, and it's part of a series I really like called The Last. Uh, no, not The Last Series. It's called The Tarot Sequence, and the first book is called The Last Sun, and the second one is called The Hanged Man, and the one coming out next Tuesday is. Um, uh, the Hourglass Throne. So it's got like a tarot theme, but it's a uh, it's like a modern contemporary fantasy set in a uh, like a world where Nantucket was taken over by uh, another society of like sort of magical. Interesting. Like goblin people. No. With political intrigue. They they, they look. We're they, looking at the table again. That's mm-hmm. for the most part like they Brown. look human, but yeah, they're they're powerful they're but it's powerful a really good entities. series and it's actually written by an author who lives in north carolina and oh, works yeah, in north cool. carolina i like who's yeah. the author do you know kd edwards kd kd edwards awesome. yeah so that's funny because it great. sounds like katie but it's actually kd KD, like kd lang or whatever yeah yeah cool. yeah, yeah all right now andrew you may speak i'm sorry god <laughs> i'm just gonna no i just want to say this has been a fun project we're really looking forward to restarting this in the fall we are going to take a break for summer reading, mm-hmm. and we're going to take a break because our Kindle is having another niece for uh, our. No, excuse me. I'm our, not having another niece. You're having. A I baby. would love another we niece. Having, Get on it, sisters. <laughs> so I'm having my first. Niece, you're having my first niece because I'll yeah. have our, our nephews and your first niece, yeah. right? Yes. And mm-hmm. and our baby aware. girl is going to be due. Any time now, May right? 26th. May 26th. Yay. She's coming. So Can we just, are super excited. Can I just say, I was afraid it was going to be on your birthday and you'd have to share your birthday with your She baby. did. She was like, Can was, I oh my say, God. I was also afraid it was going to be on my birthday and because they were like, because, you know, I'm, I'm a lovely high risk patient. So I go and get all the like appointments and they all tell me like how nervous they are about it. Anyway, so I was like, oh man, if this goes on my birthday, which is May 20th, I'll be so grumpy because I'm so selfish. <laughs> like, People who don't know, Andrew's birthday is April 20th, uh, buy him gifts, but that is actually the start of my birthday because I'm allowed to celebrate it for one month. Every month it's like, happy birthday month. Yeah, it starts on April 20th and it goes to May 20th, no, but, but no, 
But seriously, we are so excited for you. You know, we love you and we know we love your kids and we can't wait to meet baby girl Ramsey. We're probably going to call her Phoebe. Phoebe. Well, we'll find out if uh, she comes out and we're like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes we had a, a staff member here who was like, um, uh, my daughter was going to be Mary Elizabeth, and then That's when cute. she came, she became Star. That was her name. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was like, she's like, I was under the drugs, and it was like, nope. But she and she goes, you know what? It ended up being she was never a Mary Elizabeth, but she's a Star. She's and I was star. like, I love that. That's oh. a cool. So, but we are excited. We're very excited. What about anything anyone else wants to add? I want to say thank you for letting me come in and just be buddies with you and this has been such a highlight in this past year I cannot wait to you know come back I have to start reading the book that we're going to read in the fall now I'm yeah, on my wait I would list get on that. Yeah. I'm on the wait yeah. list no worries because yeah we'll see how it goes mm-hmm. once I'm <laughs> what three months postpartum <laughs> and trying to unlock my house with my <laughs> car we'll come key. pick you up because <laughs> we don't trust you to drive here yeah, yeah. it'll be good it'll be good <laughs> Okay, so thank you. So th- this, uh, uh, th- so next, this is the first annual Votist Awards. First we're gonna year. we're gonna start a tradition here. Yeah, and we hope you all enjoyed the podcast. What mm. do, you, do you have anything on? Yes, I do. Oh, I'm sorry. Like I'm just it. really bad. Right <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> so, like we've been saying, this is the last episode of this season of We're Booked Up. So we're going on a little hiatus. We're gonna there will be no new episodes of this segment for June, July, or August. We hope to return in September. Um. In the meantime, throw some book recommendations our way. Are there any books you want us to read in the upcoming yes. season or any books you think we would enjoy outside of the podcast based on our reviews of books so far? Uh, we really want to hear from you. Yeah. You can leave a comment in the usual places, the off-the-shelf blog at gastonlibrary.blogspot.com or the Gaston Speaks web- website at gastonspeaks.podbean.com. And when we return in September, we will be reading uh, Death of the Black Widow, by James Patterson <laughs> and J.D. Barker. This may be the death of Andrew. That might be the end of the book. Or it could be a, their redemption. Yeah. It's a really long book. And I what? think Oh, God. Angelique. <laughs> what? It's like, it's shorter. It's the smaller Why book. are you? That's like three volumes you're <laughs> holding up. We have three months to read it. I'm going to have a baby. Then we can change it. How Do you want to change it? No. How many pages is it? <laughs> Oh we'll, be fine. we'll be fine. We'll be it, fine. If it's anything like the noise, it's going to be It'll, it'll be yeah. yeah. I could yeah. just read the last third of the book and know what happens in the first two thirds. <laughs> totally, <laughs> yes. Well, let's hope this one redeems it, but I have a feeling it's going to be another fun podcast because it's going to be bad. Why yeah. is it so long? I don't know. There's no need. Because Dr. Chan is short, and so the book has to be long. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, no, it's going to be good. We're, we're, bad. we're bad. We're good that it's bad. Yeah, we're going to enjoy it, and we're going to enjoy being back. How about that? Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a plan. If you really don't want to read it, we'll come up with something else. No, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm number 27 on the list. So, so. you're almost there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> It'll give me enough time to have this kid, and then uh, have Marcus come pick up the book for me, because I can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Oh, right, and guys. go to summer reading. Yes, oh, summer yeah, reading June four, uh, June first through August twenty something seventh, um, will be our summer reading program. It is for all ages, from babies up to you know zero to was it one to ninety two or whatever in the Christmas song. What? I don't know. I'm, they always say to like zero to hundred and two or something like that. It's it, you could be over a hundred. It's for everyone. <laughs> I was There's just, a Christmas I was doing, song. Yeah. There are a lot of Christmas mm, songs. Chestnuts roasting on open fire. Oh, yeah. I think that's from 1 to 92. 92, yeah. So, but we I got was, patrons that are older than 92. That's true. I'm and sorry. And babies. 
So everyone can be in summer reading, and there's lots of grand prizes, and and I'm now regretting making the Christmas oh, my song new, ma- metaphor. My, my newborn's going to be doing summer reading, hey, I love so it. I she's going to get it. a duck and not know what it is. But <laughs> I want to be entered. I want to be entered. They, you guys always do really great prizes. Yeah, we People do. don't like, like don't come enter come, for the prizes. Come enter, come to our great programs for all ages. Soap and, bubble uh, circus. Soap bubble circus. We have we have a. The River Keepers are going to a lot of branches. The Catawba River Keepers, great group. That's really cool. Um, our friend Aaron Hines at our Gaston County Natural Resources, which is the county department, is doing a lot of great stuff for all ages. Yeah, we have Soap Bubble Circus. We have Roger Day's coming. He's oh, awesome. He's and uh, Billy Jonas, another great children's performer. So just stop, start, come, come, start June 1st, come by, see what all we have to offer, and, and come enjoy summer reading with us. We're excited to kind of, I think this is going to be the first kind of back to normal summer reading and it's it's been it's about time <laughs> you know it's it's been a, a rough couple years so yeah june 1st it kicks off yay yay okay i'm okay. sorry now you can all right thanks for listening thanks bye, bye guys, guys.